0: Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by EcomC, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA private label and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of EcomC, and today we bring you another special guest. His name is Mark Houghton, and he's the director of Qatar Global Logistics, which is one of the top. Companies right now, when it comes to helping you with everything in terms of freight forwarding, logistics, and much more. And that's why I wanted to bring Mark today to the podcast because I know when it comes to logistics, sometimes it can get confusing. Sometimes (laughs) you know where to even get started or how to even integrate this part or manage this part of the business when it comes to selling online. Because let's be honest, logistics when it comes to selling online is everything nowadays. If you don't have this really streamlined, like you can really be left behind, especially on Amazon that we know. If you go out of stock, it's the end of the world, pretty much, right? So that's why I wanted to bring Mark, because I'm sure we're going to have a very engaging conversation about some of the latest when it comes to, you know, international freight. Also, what is going on when it comes to prices and also tips when it comes to how you can be efficient. So, Mark, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm very well, Vincenzo, and great to be here and uh, looking forward to this open discussion. All things about logistics is just fantastic.
1: Yeah, (laughs) we're just having a coffee about logistics, right?
2: Absolutely. This is all we're doing. We're just talking about logistics.
1: It's my game. (laughs) I I like this. I like this. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. So thank you for being on the show. I know the first time we actually met, if I'm not mistaken, was in Vegas, right? no 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 like no remind me again Remind me again seattle seattle, me again. seattle seattle seattle, seattle, seattle yeah. that's right yeah the thing is i'm gonna be honest i've been traveling so much that it gets confusing you know i, <laughs> I know so. how you feel i know how you feel you got
2: the right place but mm,
1: you know seattle i know no worries no worries so thank you mark so if you want you know let's start first with introducing kata because kata mm. is relatively new to the market. And it's basically been growing very rapidly when it comes to providing services to in in the commerce space to helping with everything when it comes to global logistics. So let's start with a quick intro. And then of course we can uh, dive into all the questions I have for you around the 6 yeah
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely thank you for so uh yeah cargo logistics is you know a freight forwarder it's um part of a vast group um which gives us a really unique opportunity in the market um because we what we're looking to do from a freight forwarding position is is provide the end to end supply chain solution for any businesses or sellers who wish to expand their business globally and having that shipping solution alongside of our group is very powerful. Um, On top of that, we can also offer in-house custom solutions as well. So, you know, having that one point of contact from your journey from signing up to registering your VAT to doing your VAT filings, to doing your EPR, if applicable, and then providing a shipping service alongside the existing customs to team based in the uk and based in the netherlands which is the gateway to europe as we all know just gives you that added extra and that added extra peace of mind that you're in safe hands because you're dealing with one point of, of contact course. which is what we need
1: yeah yeah of course that that's super important you know because i also in the past because i'm also a seller when you you deal with a company that doesn't do everything in house as you guys are doing it can be very messy especially when it comes to the communications of things it can get very complicated, and I definitely value what you guys bring into the space a unique solution that is basically one point of content that can basically help you with everything when it comes to logistics, which, as we're going to start speaking now, it, hmm. it's a very complex uh, side of business, right? Now, um, I'm going to start with my first question, because this is a question I get a ton of times. Okay. I'm sure all the listeners, which a lot of them are Amazon sellers, they get. And it's basically when you're getting started with, in, you know, with deciding the how to basically ship your products. In in this case, most of them ship from China. They always this concerned about, you know, how should I do my shipping? Because there are different ways of doing it. You can do it by ocean, you can do it by road, rail, air, etc. So I guess the first uh, question is, you know, what what are some of your advice when it comes to when people reach out to Kata to have them decide what is the most efficient way? Is it based on location? Is it based on timelines? Can, can you give us a little bit of insights about that? People always yeah. Ask that question,
2: yeah, yeah no, absolutely. It's just a very common question from a lot of sellers, and, and we're experiencing this on a day-to-day basis. For us, we we, we like to offer all of our services. So there's sea, road, and rail. Um, mm-hmm. The most common ones are obviously C um, because, yeah. of, you know, more cost-wise, to sort of for, for the seller if they're wishing to expand their business overseas. However, if you do wish to have your products shipped urgently, um, you know, especially this time of year coming into Q4, um C, C alternative might not be the best solution. So air would be the speedier option, but obviously there's more cost involved in that. So you need to, you know, factor that in to your selling price. With regards to ocean, let's focus on that because that's probably the biggest part of a seller yep. we'll look into first. Um, So you have FCL, which is full container load, and LCL, which is less Mm -hmm. container load. So you really have two options. So what we advise to a seller, if you're shipping, say, a lot of products in one go, Mm -hmm. you're probably best to have an FCL solution. It may cost you more, but the long term is you don't have to share that container with anyone else who's selling their products overseas. If it's a LCL solution... um, it's probably an option where if you don't wish to send, you know, a huge amount of products in one go. So if you're only sending, yeah. say, a couple of pallets at a time, it's probably more cost-effective to go to the LCL route. So there is multiple options and what we try and do is provide the best pricing as possible.
1: Um yeah. so
2: we have direct links to the carriers, uh At the moment, the pricing is very competitive in the market, which is great. Yeah, Um, it's like COVID
1: times. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely, definitely,
2: (laughs) definitely. I would say the market is is probably more realistic and stable. Nice. Um, Yeah, which is nice for everyone, but it's also very competitive. So one of the Mm, things we, we, yeah, it's very competitive, especially from China at the moment. Um, All I can advise is just be careful on some of the pricing. It, it, you know, out there as a seller, if you're being advertised at 800, 900 US
1: dollars, that Pricey might not, Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, something all is there? <laughs> uh, correct, yeah.
2: I would, yeah. I definitely say just be careful, and one of the things we pride ourselves on in Qatar is having that transparency where we break down all the pricing for you, so there's no hidden costs once your products arrive into its final destination, because that's something we pride ourselves on, so I think for the best tip you know to any seller out there listen to this at the moment it's just be mindful if you're if you're looking to ship something from china and it looks a cheap price ask the right relevant questions to make sure that everything is covered um if it's not and you don't feel that that's happening by all means contact Kata, you know to get better advice but that, that, that's what we try and advise the sellers at the moment especially existing sellers or
1: new potential sellers of course now you mentioned something very interesting which is one of the options uh, especially when you're shipping lower quantities which is sharing a container with basically other products right Mm. so uh, i'm sure sometimes this creates confusion with certain people because they want to understand if this creates some kind of uh, basically compliance uh, to your products because you're sharing that container to another person it may change your customs can you briefly touch on that because i know people is always scared like oh i don't want to mix my product with other people in case the pros have an issue or something like that, but uh, I'm sure you can clarify that. Uh, what are some of the pros and the, ne- the the drawbacks of sharing a container?
2: No, absolutely. One of the things we also mentioned what we do in Cato is that, it, I mean, if you're shipping your goods, especially from China, we, we like to have the details up front so we can check yeah. your HS codes or commodity codes to ensure mm-hmm. that they're compliant and they meet the regulations of where they're going to be shipped to. So that's something we try and do in advance through our customs team as well to ensure that that, sort of um, criteria and documentation is all correct before we start shipping and that goes back to the price again you know so if mm-hmm. you're having a transparency price that means you should be getting a transparency service so with regards to feeling a little bit sort of concerned if, if say for instance uh, a product in in the LCL shipment and you're mixed with gets pulled for inspection uh, we have a solution for this so on arrival in its destination if a product in that container especially on lcr gets pulled for selection what we can do is take it to a bonded warehouse we can then offload those goods which are due for inspection and then we can then forward on or transit on the goods which are not held for inspection um that's that solution we have in place and it's working very well especially in the netherlands so you know especially for air and sea we have facilities in rotterdam we have facilities in amsterdam very close to Schiphol airport very Mm -hmm. close to the harbor where we have that you know, third party link where we can pick the goods up from airport or pick the goods up from the port, take them to a bonded warehouse, offload the goods. We can then authorize for the customs inspection to take place. But well, that means that if your goods are not due for inspection, they will carry on in their tra- transit exactly. on a mile. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. please don't feel scared, but it, it, if you're finding <laughs> you're having issues, you know, just get in contact with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, you mentioned something there which, uh, it's also going to be an interesting point to quickly touch on which is uh, basically amsterdam right like yes. you basically uh, mentioned that right now and i'm hearing this more and more after brexit and all of that mm. a lot of people is using now this as a hub basically for importing to then use that as your expansion into europe can you just high level without going too much technicality why that is happening why a lot of people going to holland now for importing and then using that as a hub to expand to europe yeah yeah, I mean, the
2: Netherlands is the gateway to Europe. That that's the word out there, um, and there's mm. specific reasons to this is why, and this is one of the reasons why we have our in-house customs team. So, with yeah. via the Netherlands, there's there's Article 23. There's limited fiscal representation. We can do indirect and indirect clearances. And What that gives you is it's a duty to the actual the ability to defer your duty and VAT okay so you don't have to pay it's a front. cash flow game basically it's, it's a, cash a cash flow, cash flow game, game for a seller and yeah. it also reduces the risk for them as well so moving your products via netherlands is also it's a very big port okay nice. and yeah. and and i okay. would say the netherlands customs are a little bit less stricter than maybe the german customs
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Am yeah, i I, heard, technically I, that. To say this? I don't know <laughs> yeah um,
2: but yeah the bottom line is yes um but a lot of people still ship through to hamburg and and what we try and advise to you know to a lot of our sellers is you know by all means ship through the netherlands we can also provide the final mile delivery you know into Free pr or into an fba into any amazon and sometimes a lot of our sellers find it's actually more cost effective to ship via the netherlands to have that cash flow available and then do the final mile from say the netherlands into germany than it is to do from hamburg all the way through into germany so I think sometimes this is why we try and help our sellers and educate our sellers that sometimes going through Germany is not the final solution. You should also look
1: elsewhere. Interesting. Now, when it comes to shipping, and this is something that, especially in the Amazon community, a lot of people have confusion with basically the the shipping terms, right, Uh, the freight forward terms. What I mean by this, like, should I do DDP? Should I do DAP? Should I do EXW? So, And and this is a minefield. Like, <laughs> there are too many ways you can attack this. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know, of course, this can get very technical, which I don't want to go down the route. I just want a high level. Like, for most people, for what you see a daily basis, realistically, what are some of the terms that make the most sense uh, and why? Yeah.
2: I mean, we always try and advise like FOB is probably the best one to use, or X works. Um, DDP is definitely a solution you should be, you should be looking at. Um, mm-hmm. I do hear on the market that it gets a little bit bad press, and it is DDP mm. actually a DDP service. Um, okay. So you have to be very, very careful around this. I think for us as Kata, we we try and educate the seller as much as possible. So we try and understand, mm-hmm. first of all, what they're shipping is it coming from origin um no. what incoterms should be applied to that product and then let's say further discussions around that is hs codes and commodity codes but all i'm going to advise at this stage because we could probably spend an hour on this alone yeah, um yeah. it yeah. made sense just to pick up the phone and talk to us but the most common one is FOV and x works but you know just i think from a seller's point of view they need to understand what they're selecting because it is up to the seller at the end of the day to get that correct on their documentation Um, Mm -hmm. and that's why we try and provide that educational piece from the offset to ensure that they understand what they're shipping and what the terms are because it could go horribly wrong
1: yeah awesome Mm. now um, let's also bring into the table I'm sure you have seen a lot of these, like misconceptions or maybe mistakes you see people uh, doing when using maybe a free forward service. Like this could be maybe in, from the point of view that they don't know how to communicate or maybe they don't really understand the workflow around that or just in general, they they don't have the experience when it comes to dealing with a free forward company. So are there some tips or maybe some proper way of engaging this? Because let's be honest, for a lot of people engaging uh, with a free forward company, sometimes the first time. So... What is some advice maybe you can provide there so you can, you know, a seller can do this transition when, for example, working with Kata as mm. uh, seamless as possible? Yeah? yeah.
2: No, I agree. I agree, actually, because it can be quite nerve wracking for a seller who's yeah, spent exactly. a lot of time designing mm-hmm. and implementing their product to market, you know, spending yeah. a huge amount of money trying to get it get it to expand across overseas. And one of the things what we find at the moment is sellers... Just take logistics. It's like okay, it's fine. I'm just going to ship it from A to B, and and it just yeah. gets there, and then I sell, and I'm a multi-millionaire. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a yeah. perfect scenario for everyone. Yeah. Um, but for me, at the onboarding stage, so what we try and do is we go through a, a select criteria with. At onboarding stage with a seller
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it all goes back to the educational piece again and we try and break it down as simple as possible um, we try not to confuse the seller when we're onboarding we try and keep the documentation as simple as possible we make sure that they you know one they meet all requirements with their product so we don't just advise on logistics because the most important part before you even do logistics is to ensure their product is 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 compliant before it's super, important. Yeah. super important so it meets the regulations the labeling um to make sure that you know even down to the packaging even if you're shipping yeah i wanted to mention that sometimes the packaging
1: it doesn't it doesn't it's not built for shipping once it arrives it's all destroyed sometimes exactly
2: exactly and there's a lot lot of responsibilities around that with epr especially in the extended producer responsibility which is also a vast group can help the sellers with and this is the beauty of having all of this in under one roof we can advise the seller you know quite confidently how we can expand your business abroad or overseas, or all the yeah. rest of the world, we're more than comfortable to do that. And so it's also—it's just for me—it's—it's it's right at that first stage of when we onboard that seller, um, or if a seller wishes to, you know, have a new product into market, we just make sure that we give them the best advice and the best educational news as we can, um, because otherwise, from a logistics point of view, especially from my point of view as a freight forwarder, the last thing you want to do is onboard a seller and just don't tell them the basics. You know it Uh is very simple it's just literally what we're going to do is import we're going to export um (laughs) you know uh, everyone can say that you know (laughs) yeah exactly yeah we just tried to go that extra mile and and uh, you know we have the capability of full tracking and we have the capability of having our sellers go onto our systems they can see where their goods are they can track live Mm -hmm. we have all this capability but what it boils down to is from day one is the educational part before you even think about shipping your goods with us
1: yeah i think something that's also super important this comes down to the educational part is that mm. people most of the time when it, they build basically the lead times they need to calculate in terms of ordering products and shipping they don't understand that most of the time there's a discrepancy there there's things things that we cannot control right mm. and i wanted to briefly touch on that because i know maybe some people that's listening right now they want to know how 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 can you advise me um of course it doesn't need to be perfect but what is some of your advice to efficiently calculate the lead time it takes from point a to point b right this might be the time it takes to get this into the container the time the container takes to be picking up and i know it's, it's a very complex question because there is a lot of moving parts <laughs> but is there something maybe a kata or just overall from your experience when it comes to cloud logistics you can advise to efficiently calculate lead times when it comes to shipping yeah
2: uh, there is a lot of calculations out there you can do, um, yeah. but we, we yet again, we try and keep it very simple. So let's say, mm-hmm. for instance, you're shipping goods from China on sea. You know, yeah. you, you're realistically looking at five to six weeks leak time before it even okay. arrives into port destination. So once it gets at port and then you have to do the obviously the import clearances, then you have to arrange for the collection. That's if everything yeah. goes smoothly, of course, and there's no inspections. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. And then you have to get it to free PL or, or the, in, into, let's say, Amazon FBA. So yeah. it could take another four to five working days before we even get into into a warehouse. I think what a lot of sellers assume is that as soon as it arrives in port, it's yeah, it's, it's within it's Amazon warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they think the Amazon warehouse is literally right next <laughs> door, and you just unload it and ship it. But no, yeah, you know, we have to arrange the final mile transportation, and that all has, you know, each sort of haulier or carry we use has to have the licenses you know to go into the ports and collect so it is quite complex but however we just give realistic times especially on 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 sea freight on air freight obviously it's a lot faster you know as soon as it lands into the airport you have to clear within at least day two otherwise you're going to be picking up extra costs because the goods are sat on on air side and then you start getting costs from the airport so it's it's a bit more of a fast turnaround but you pay for more so we just advise all the time. We try and add on an extra day here or an extra week just to be on the safe side. So there's no like fouled expectations when the seller then calls us and says, why is my goods not an FBA? Well, actually yeah. we've, you know, <laughs> what we try and do is beat that lead time, obviously. <laughs> exactly. <So laughs> yeah. Well yeah, but the beauty awesome. is, you know, the, the sellers have the opportunity to call us, you know, to find where yeah. products product there, but they also have the opportunity to log in online with their own personal details and view their products and
1: and exactly find out where they are. Okay. Uh, Also another question I get all the time when it comes to this, uh, and maybe you can briefly touch on that as well, is how we can protect ourselves uh, because of course, when we we do shipping, there are things that can happen that again, we cannot control. And what I mean by this is based on your experience, do you recommend getting like insurance when it comes to international shipping? And we saw how it usually works because that's another question I get asked all the time. It's like, should I get my shipping, uh, my shipment insured? No. What do you recommend? So it would be great to hear your take on that as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a very good question, actually. I mean, industry standard is, is reliable on a seller taking out their own insurance. Um, But what we do at Cato, we do have what we call a value-added service where we can offer um, mm-hmm. an insurance policy to a seller and advise a seller probably what the best insurance is to take. So we use like a, a preferred insurance nice. business who specializes in freight forward. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something we are starting to roll out slowly. Um, okay. uh, it's in our interest to do this because it, yet again, it just completes mm-hmm. the compl- supply chain. So there's something yeah. we we are starting to know advocate more and more but industry standard usually means the seller has to select their own insurance and that can be painful as well because yet again if they don't understand the hs codes and the commodity (laughs) codes and the packaging we only understand insurance
1: uh, it's (laughs) another game another league
2: it is it is yeah so we're just trying to take the pain away from you know from someone just who wants to expand that's basically it
1: awesome uh, now, let's also, uh, so we can start bringing the conversation to a closure. I want to briefly touch also on the tax compliance of things. So I saw that you guys offered that as a service, and I think that's super important, especially because every single country is a different world. Like, there's so many different compliance when it comes to international tax and all that, and you guys being part of a past, you have a ton of experience when it comes to taxes as well. Yeah. So is there something maybe... A, in terms of tips or advice you also recommend when it comes to you know the tax compliance when importing. like and what i mean by this is a lot of people and i saw this mistake a lot of times and this go tie a little bit side by side with the custom they don't investigate what is going to be their code when it comes to importing they don't know the tariffs they have to pay and all of that is that something that you guys at Cata also can provide consulting with And if so um, what is usually the process to navigate that issue yeah
2: yeah, to be fair, this is really right at the onboarding stage. So if we engage nice. with a new seller, the first one mm-hmm. we ask them is, is, OK, where are you looking to expand to? Are you looking to expand nice. in the US, the UK or the EU? So that's the first mm-hmm. questions. Um, after that, then it's a case of, OK, do you realize you have to be tax registered? You might have to have a URI number.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you might have to be part of IOSS. So you might have to have registration for this as well. And this is all quite new for a salad sometimes. Some of them <laughs> yeah. know, some of them are like, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize. Most like, people that. think
1: it's just shipping a package and that's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I <laughs> yeah. think
2: it's just going A to B and it's all taken care of. But um, And this is where we advise, you know, from the point of onboarding, when then we can introduce a VASC. Um, okay. So at that point, we, we you know, from a Akata's point of view, our speciality is, is the freight forwarding and, and the customs yeah. piece from taxation and making sure that your business is is registered, it, then we advise to speak to a vast group. And that's how we build that seller educational part again. Um, so, you know, what we don't want to do is onboard a new seller and say, oh, no, we can't do any of that. You exactly. Know, yeah because yeah. that's the last thing we want to do so that's the importance of working with a vast group is giving that action another value-added service for Qatar by giving that salary option to go down that route because you know it could take months to get a VAT registration
1: of course
2: yeah I know, and same. they've got their yeah. goods sat in a warehouse saying well, I want to sell these in the US but hang on a minute I know you need to apply for the VAT registration first before you even think about <laughs> shipping your goods um, I know so yeah from our point of view we we consult with Avask and and we ensure that the again it's an educational piece that um, the, the seller awesome. has has no hidden you know there's no hidden agendas. We just make sure that
1: they understand what they're trying to do. Awesome, Mark. Very good. So I guess my my last question. Will be is there any because I know this is a very complex topic and I know you're the expert here. I'm just your the student learning from you. <laughs> so my question from uh, for you would be is there anything else that you feel like we maybe didn't discuss or just a last you know last tip or last advice or things that you're seeing people are doing wrong you want to mention so we can conclude the episode you want to bring to the table?
2: No, I think for me I think we've covered most most bases. I think for me is just to you know. For me, it's just understanding what the seller needs um, yes. from a shipping point of view, from a VAT registration. And and I think we've covered everything. But all I'm awesome. going to say is if, if, you know, any potential sellers out there who are looking to expand their business and not sure of, of, of the regulations, mm-hmm. the compliance, how to ship, who to talk to, then... You know come to us come to Qatar, come to a vast group because we're the right people to work with and uh, you know we have a great heritage with a vast group working with them yeah. um we have a great customs yeah. team in 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 the uk and and in the netherlands and we're expanding so you guys you know, are killing it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> we are the gateway to europe so come <laughs> and talk to us and let us help you that, that that's the most important message for me
1: Awesome, Mark. Um, in case somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, is there a point of content you want to share so people can reach out and ask you any questions? Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you can you can click on CATA Global Logistics website, you can upload your details instantly that will go right. straight to a member of my team. And you can do the same with a vast group as well. So yeah, very, very simple.
1: Good. And I know briefly you mentioned before the podcast, that I think there's a promotion going on. You want to mention that as well? Absolutely, absolutely. So,
2: <laughs> so at the moment, we're in, yeah, no, 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 you're right, you're right. So for Q4, um, we're offering a 5% discount on uh, awesome. Air and Sea. So th- that will run until the end of December, um, which is good. Awesome. We're getting quite a bit of traction at the moment. And one of the other things we also offer is like a, a free shipping health check. So yes. if you feel that, you know, you're not getting transparency in pricing and you're not 100% sure what you should be aiming to achieve, you know, looking at sh- shipping routes, import VAT, you know, avoid the extra charges, give Cata a call, upload your details to our system and, w- and we'll give you a call back.
1: Awesome, Mark. Thank you very much. I'm going to make sure to put all the information down in the description. And in the meantime, I want to thank you for being on the show and see you in the next one. Yeah. yeah fantastic. A fantastic, Vincenzo. Have a great day. See you soon. Take care. Thank
0: you, Mark. Thanks for listening to The E-commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at EcomC.